Welcome, everybody, to this cursed recording of the FatCast. This is the third time tonight we've tried to record this. Uh, we've made it about 30 minutes so far, some other time, so uh, this will be the last and final attempt. Uh, we're going to start out because, obviously, the show was cursed. Let's start out with a manifesto. Gene R. Liars, you have a crazy man's writing to read, so uh, can you read it to us? 100%. And now, a note from Miser. You know... Bacardi is the biggest pussy in the entire GNR community. The dude hides behind lies, innuendo, gossip, and destroys people's reputations, or betrays people who've been nothing but kind to him for people who view him as a Beach Boys obsessed bipolar psycho. But he is not a man, not at all. He is still the little weasel boy who I got demodded on GNFNR for being a two faced weasel bitch years ago. So, in turn, Weasel Boy decided to destroy my reputation in revenge using hysteria. But Bacardi is a coward, a pussy, a bitch, a defamatory, lying piece of shit. He's a mentally unwell little reservation boy, the Amber Heard of the GNR community. The boy won't come on the fat cast and debate me, or debate Brasky, or anyone. He hides in the war room, just like he hid behind JB, who, it should not be forgotten, he betrayed many a year ago. People laugh at me, but I work. I have a job. I've been working since I was 19. I worked during the height of the pandemic as a literal essential worker. I lived in my own house since I was 24. Where was he? On the taxpayer's tit. To my knowledge, Bacardi has not had any consistent employment, ever. What does he have that the government or relatives haven't gifted him? He's tried to accuse me of improper conduct with a young girl because lies are his stock and trade. But my romantic life has been very well overly documented. I've had many girlfriends since I was 15, the youngest of whom was just <coughs> my junior. I don't go for kids. The lie he started. But then again, that he made that little lie shows more where his mind is more often than mine. When was the last time Bacardi was with anyone? I can document who I've been with over the past 10 years. Can he? Fictional Icelandic princesses of 10 years agone don't count. People can point to myself or Borky or E.T. and say they or I are pathetic. But I was miser. When I was people thought miser was dead, they were saddened, despite my mountain of flaws. Borky, for all his quirks, has strong convictions and is in insanely intelligent, intellectual mind. He's not a sheep, he questions. Borky also doesn't hand off his servers to a weirdo strangers. Oops. E.T. is one of the most fun people to talk to and has a wide array of knowledge on many topics. What really beyond repetitive Beach Boys suck fests, third-hand canon, QAnon theories, and Zoomer lingo, Cope and Seath, does Cardi offer? He sucks up to the Zoomers despite being a far right winger who'd they'd hate. He wears one face to one audience and others to others. 
I've never pretended to be better or different than I am. I am the author of my most of my own misfortune, and I will readily own up to any of my actual sins. That called, that's called being an adult, accepting accountability. That is something Bacardi doesn't know anything about. If Cardi fell off the face of the earth tomorrow, would anyone even notice? No. I would love for Gilby's bastard son, my snow brother, to see this. He'll laugh it off, but deep down he knows every word I'm saying is true. He's a cowardly little bitch who has no life or hope or future ahead, and he knows it. For those who may read this, this isn't a meltdown, a miser rage, or anything of the like. Too long I've been weak and not stood up for myself. My therapist, there's no shame in going to therapy, advised me to set boundaries. This isn't miser having a meltdown. This is miser setting boundaries and putting a lying little bitch cowardly in his place. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is a strong statement. Uh, Bacardi Man was uh, invited into the Skype call tonight. Uh, also at the FatCast, we'd like to wish Bacardi Man uh, best of luck in his new employment, and we wish him a happy Wonderful, fulfilling life, and uh, boy, Miser just said that about you. Ouch. Gentlemen, aside from that, how is everybody? Fucking great. Well, yeah, Miser, it sounds like you're great. You just fucking, you know, you went up to one of your biggest enemies in Formland, and, uh, you know, you made him pathetic. You made him look like a bitch. Well, oh, I didn't make and... I didn't make him pathetic. He was born pathetic. Oh, now Miser, is it true that you believe that the Icelandic princess is not only made up, but it's because he watched Spider Man two and he had a thing for the fucking uh, that Russian broad who was like the uh, the landlord's daughter, and that he used to masturbate to that a lot is what you were telling me, and that that's where the Icelandic princess came from, with Spider Man two. Is this true? Oh yeah, I don't think she ever existed. I think I think that. That maybe he hooked up with like a prostitute at best, because I mean, if you ever seen the man, you know that prostitutes are all he could get. But no, I don't think that there was ever an Islite, an Islite princess or whatever the fuck. No. Now, Gina Elias, have you seen Spider Man Two? I believe I have. Is that the one with Tobey Maguire? It sure is, buddy. Do you remember like uh, Peter's trying to make a living and he's got a little shit apartment and it's managed by this uh, Russian fella? Am I, am I, is it Spider-Man 2 or is it Spider-Man 3? Which is the one that's got the Russian broad in it? I thought it was 2. No, 2 is the one with uh, uh, the guy there, the Pineapple Express guy, who's blacklisted now, whatever his Oh, James Franco for raping yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And his dad. Hey, hey, speaking of people that are blacklisted, Wasted had a topic earlier, and he'll be... Uh, Popping on to tell us a little bit more about this, but he was talking about January Jones, and I don't know if you boys know this, but I love Mad Men and uh, Betty Draper. Woof, I like the fuck mm. my dick between those titties. So uh, <laughs> wasted, uh, brother. W- what's going on with Miss Draper? Uh, January Jones is uh, on. <clears throat> it's been celebrating, uh, you know, nine eleven, uh, like it's the Fourth uh, of July. She's been like wearing a bikini on Twitter, uh, dancing on a deck with her sisters by a lake. And uh, she's also talking about bathing in a bath of beer, like like Cleopatra bathed in a bath bath of sperm. So she's been setting Twitter on fire. Did you just say that Cleopatra used to bathe in a bath of sperm? Yes. This is what and uh, and January Jones says that she's copying Cleopatra, but she uses beer because. You know, she wants to turn 9-11 into a sort of like a hot dog and beer 
like she was drinking a Bud Zero or something. I've never heard of that. I'm, I'm looking at good. the picture right now, and the Bud Zeros are called Prohibition Budweisers. Uh, they're zero alcohol. I had one recently because I'm not drinking alcohol, and it's horrible. I don't know why I did it. I should have just got a Pepsi. But anyway, um, I'm looking at this picture of January Jones. She's definitely holding a Budweiser, and she is definitely celebrating. And the funny thing about it is she's holding up a peace sign. So she's she's there. It says something along the lines of happy uh, September 11th. She's holding a Budweiser. On the other hand, she's holding up a peace sign. And uh, she's in ripped denim shorts and an open white shirt. Open you know what? Back. You know what, guys? I think we're looking at this the wrong way. Yeah. Wasted, I love you to death, but we got to have you hit mute for a second. All right? We're looking at this the wrong way, dude. She's celebrating that she's free enough to have a beer, be scantily clad, which drives muscle men mad. Like the fucking jihadist camel jockeys, <laughs> they want this bitch in a burqa. They, you know, they want only eyes <laughs> to be able to be seen. The fact that she's in a bikini top, she's got a fucking beer, she's eating a hot dog, probably suggestively. She's probably deep throwing that fucking hot dog, going once or twice deep throwing that fucker. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I think she's trying to celebrate it as a moment of freedom. Like, hey, you cocksuckers took down some buildings, but guess what? Titties and beer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think we're looking at this the wrong way. Until she changes her name to January 6th Jones, I'm not going to worry about it. I, I think you're onto something there, for sure. Uh, that, that actually makes perfect sense. Um, you know what's funny? I never, knew, I never knew who January Jones was until that show. Uh, it was so funny, and it ended prematurely. Uh, the one with the guy from Saturday Night Live, uh, Last Man on Earth. Did you ever watch that? No, no, no. But I, I found out who she was, and it was amazing to me because I was a Madman fan, like previously mentioned. However, do you know that she's the one in American Wedding? She's uh, the, she's the bride's uh, bridesmaid that uh, Stifler's got the thing for. Hmm. Yeah. Really? So next time you watch that movie, though, you know the little sweet bridesmaid. That's a that's a young January Jones boys. Now, has has she ever done any nude scenes? Uh, yeah, she did, and her, her tits are like, if you filled up a fucking water balloon with Bisquick, you know, like you mixed it, and then you put it in a balloon, you just let it sag, that'd be a perfect description of her tits. E.T. was on earlier, but his dad is currently beating him right now, because I guess the Guardian's lost, and he was mentioning how she has ugly nipples and how disappointed he was. And you know what? For a man I'm... that really enjoys nudity, like E.T. does, when he complains about nudity, I take it seriously. Oh, yes, yeah, she, she, she has very, uh, very disappointing pair of breasts. I agree. That's unfortunate, and that's disappointing actually, because she's she she's a ten man. She's she's got it going on. Um, that's that's disappointing. I'm gonna have to look her up here. And uh, does anybody know what movie it's called that she's in where she gets naked? Uh, if you go, listen, boys. I'm gonna if give you guys a good, all a pro tip right now. Site. Some people go to hold on, hold on. Listen, there's a website called Mr. Skin that everyone went to, but it became pay, and then it had like transgender people on there, which it ain't my fucking thing. But there's another one. It's called AZ Nude. So you want to type in AZ Nude, hit it in your search engine. It brings you anyway. Then you type in the actress's name. You can see any movie she's ever been nude in. You get the clips for free. You get the pictures for free. It's fantastic. I don't know. I think we might have been joined by E.T. Because E.T., we're talking about the fucking tits on January Jones and how you didn't like her nipples. Comment? Boy, I'm brave because I don't know if he's here or not. No, he's not here. I also have something for you, E.T. It's, is, it this, is it your cock? Well, it's funny. It's very. It's something along those lines because I'm on AZ Nude right now, and there's an AZ Nude Men. Should I click on that for E.T.? 
No, no, no. We like to leave that for our buddy uh, Billy Mojo Joel. Which, uh, by the way, the other day me and Miser were talking. Which, folks, I'm talking to Miser behind the scenes, and you're like, Brasky, why are you doing that? I tell Miser every day to go out and exercise. I tell Miser every day to get away from the screen. I tell Miser every day to read a book and try to find happiness in life that's not in front of the computer. Miser, am I lying? No, you're not lying at all. Okay, so I try to positively influence the fucking kid instead of just bringing him down. And that's why he's on the show. I'm trying to be a good person, which I don't know why I'm a shitty person anyways. But back to the point. So me and, uh, and fucking Miser were talking, and he's like, dude, so why do you hate Mojo so much? So I went into a detail, and then it hit me. Dude, I forgot back in the day, we used to go on, like, here today, gone to hell. Not too much, but a little bit. It'd be me, Face Kicker, BBA, Funeral, I think Frozen was there. Um, and we would go on there, and the Guns Guy was there. And fucking um, War Child, which was Mojo back then would get owned by Jarmo. Jarmo would fucking rip apart Mojo left and right. It was hilarious. I remember one time it was Mary Beth and Mojo fucking uh, doing a whole scheme where they're pretending to be Axel and Jarmo just fucking called him out and embarrassed him in front of everybody. And I totally forgot that, but talking to Miser made me remember that. So I wanted to share that with the community and uh, maybe for some of us old timers like Face Kicker and BBA and Funeral, you guys remember the good shit like that. Um, but hey, let me uh, let me ask you this, Miser. You you mentioned that you had like some weird kind of like grooming incident, which I, I don't like to talk pedophile and grooming shit. We're not going to really do that tonight on the show, but you were mentioning that Mojo reached out to back in the day. Yes, actually, yeah. So what happened was, as you know, I, I wasn't really a Here Today Gone to Hell user. I was a My GNR user from the time I was 12 onward. Um, and Warchild was very active around 2002. Miser, fix your fucking mic. Can you hear me better? Yep. Okay. So I said, I wasn't a Here Today Gone to Hell user. I was a My GNR user back then. I uh, started on the forums in 2002 um, at 12. Uh, Warchild was very active in those days on the forums, and he used to write very cryptically and write in a like a format and a fashion that Axel would write in, very very similar. Miser, you got to yeah. fix your mic, brother. I don't know what you're doing, but it sounds like you're like you're by and then like you're hitting it. It's by a fan. What's whatever's going on, bro? Just kind of fix it for me, please. Any anything better? That sounds great right now. Okay, I'm holding it just yeah with one hand. Uh, okay, so like I said, he was very active in those days on my GNR Warchild. And he used to basically all but pretend to say he was Axel. He would he would write like him. He would make cryptic statements implying such. So he reached out to me or I reached out to him. I was an impressionable, about 12, 13-year-old kid, somewhere in that range. And he somehow got me to start messaging him on AIM, if anybody remembers AIM. And um, basically what happened was he began to talk to me and was asking me about myself. And it was very creepy in retrospect. But he was basically heavily implying that he was Axel Rose. And me being a 12, you know, an impressionable 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid, I thought so. He was saying stuff like, I'm going down to the studio. The next album is going to be great after Chinese. He would send pictures of, of Axel, claiming they were pictures of him. And I showed my parents. I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm talking to Axel Rose. And they were like, no, Axel Rose is not sitting around talking to 12 or 13-year-old kids. I don't know the fuck old I was at that time. And they made me block him. And it was probably for the best because it was getting very creepy. Um, so I just think it's funny that the, you know, the talking with 12, 13 year old children, that behavior is very similar to somebody else we know. Oh, I agree completely. I just, when you brought it up, I'm like, huh, yeah, I remember that shit. And it goes without saying that we're not trying to make our fat cast all about the war room or mojo or anything like that, or even Cardi. Uh, we just want to address the issues when they come up and, 
the fact that this issue came up and it's been repetitively coming up and we're all starting to remember shit that happened. It's like, oh, okay. Well, motherfucker, we're going to call you on it. Now, Gene R. Liars, you had some topics tonight, too. You even had some AMAs. Uh, do you want to shoot off an AMA or a topic? Yeah, I do. I, I want to circle back to something that we talked about a couple minutes ago, Brasky. I'm still on AZ Nude right now. Um, do you guys watch House of the Dragon? I do. Yes. There's a fucking ton of naked in that movie. In, in that, apparently. <laughs> yes, there is. And I'm looking this Miley Alcock. Uh, I don't know who she is. I've never heard of her. She's in quite a few scenes here, and I'm I'm looking at this one. It's basically porn. I mean, well, it's a Game of Thrones show. What do you expect? Yeah, but Game of Thrones got all stupid after the first season, so I guess they're following that same formula. Anyway, back to the AMAs. We do have some. Um, and the first one is, is for you, uh, Miser. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it goes, uh, it's from, it's from a, somebody on the forum. They want to know, um, if Larry doesn't have AIDS, how much of what Miser said about him is actually true? And what else have you lied about? Well, to address the first point, I've given you guys documentary evidence, which you guys can um, actually attest to tonight, to show that th- what, much of what I said is true about him. I never actually claimed he had that. I suggested Okay, that. no, 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 no. Number one, you did claim he had AIDS. We got it on the show where you're like, listen, Larry has AIDS. We made big jokes about it. I put Tom Hanks getting told he has AIDS in Philadelphia because of that. Well, if I said it, I might have said it in anger, given the situation. I might have just been, like, basically saying it, like, because I was fucking angry, which I had every right to be. But no, that is not the case. He doesn't. But everything else I have said on that matter is the truth, and I proved it to you tonight, literally with picture evidence. So Now, Gina Elias, I, you are my lead investigator of the fat cast. Most people don't know that. Like, I got weight as our operative in the field, of course. But when it comes to investigation, I, I usually pass it on to you, because I'm busy looking into... Uh, you know, leaks, hoarders, what Nina's up to, what Robert's up to, which who's who taught actually sold to, how many sales were actually happening, where the dragon is, how can I get catcher of the rye? Why did the UMG block catcher or not catching the rye, children of the revolution? Things of that nature. So as our detective here on the fat cast, can you tell us what the uh, a rough summary of what you uh, saw in Larry's rap sheet? A number of charges. Ranging from uh, assault to assault with intent to injure to assault uh, with intent to cause severe bodily harm. That was the top charge, by the way. Uh, There was also an attempted murder charge on there that was dismissed. How uh, an an attempted murder charge gets dismissed, I'm not quite sure. Sounds like he got lucky on that one. Um, But yeah, he definitely... uh, uh, going down the list here, attempt, attempted uh, attempt to injure, causing bodily harm, attempt to injure with a weapon. Uh, many of these cases were dismissed. Uh, I really only see one charge on there, but uh, this this is a guy with a, a pretty impressive rap sheet. And hey, Miser, yeah. have you thought about you know if this fucking guy keeps fucking with you, you know? You go to our friend, the King of Salami, you go to Mr. Sixes, and this guy fucking disappears, if you know what I mean. No, I don't handle things that way. But by the way, those aren't uh, those aren't separate cases. It's all one case. They're all the charges. In one yeah, case. but what I'm saying is, if you go see Mr. Sixes, you know, you bring him a pound of Genoa Salami, 
you know, you give him the icky, you know, fucking this problem with Larry is you know, no more. Mm. Maybe. No, I'm just so, saying. Listen, this... listen, you know what he did to Watley's cat, right? Hmm? Who? Listen, Watley's cat got out of line. It wouldn't fucking, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't kiss. And fucking uh, Sixes, man, he, uh, he uh, took it up to Niagara Falls and got rid of it. So listen, you got a fucking problem. And this kid keeps fucking acting up. Sixes can take care of it. If he doesn't want to take care of it, man, fucking Borky's in New Jersey. Send fucking Larry a picture of Borky and go, listen, this motherfucker will bite your face off. And he'll go, oh, I ain't scared. But like, listen, Borky wakes up and eats three ounces of fentanyl. How does he do that? Just so he can continue on with his fucking day. All right. <laughs> We're not going to take shit from fucking Larry. He could do, he his could name's do for- fucking Larry. He could do a Heisenberg thing, and like with the, like with Heisenberg did with the rice, and he could do with fentanyl, you know, if you get what I mean. Oh yeah, but here's the difference, fucking Borky. I mean, I don't know if you can kill Borky. Borky is like an Indian when it comes to drinking. My buddy Billy was full-blooded Indian. I loved the kid. It was my old roommate, and we'd go out drinking, and I would try to kill him. Like, I mean, literally try to kill him. I'm like, all right, let's do some Everclear. He'd come to my bar, and I'd be like, all right, I can give him as much free booze as I want. So I'd be fucking pouring him fucking doubles all fucking night long, and he's barely eating. And he gets so drunk, dude, he starts sweating. I've never seen this in my life. But I guess when Indians, they get fucking drunk, they just start sweating all the booze off, and he's still, it's like a fucking sauna to him. But he's doing fine, man. I'm telling you, dude, I had to put probably two gallons worth of hard booze, 100 proof in him, and he was he was still kicking. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Borky's basically like a hybrid of the best of Alex Jones and the best of Keith Richards, you know? You know, I'm going to try to get that little bastard on. I, I don't know what he's doing right now. He's probably fucking ODing. But, you know, either way, I'm going to see if he'll join us because I, I find him amusing. I do. And I, I do, do well. want to I, I wanna address an outstanding issue with him and I, which is... I, no, 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 no. We're not getting into the other Discord drama, Miser. Here's the deal. My Discord drama tonight has already been filled up to it's like fucking max limit of Discord nonsense and bullshit. So we're going to leave it alone. We've already made fun of Mojo. Uh, you've already buried Cardi. I mean, right now there's there's fucking a bunch of fucking people crying. It's like someone polluted and the fucking Indian saw it. I mean, there's just tears everywhere. So guess what? We're not going to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. That's mm-hmm. no biggie. So we got the AMAs that we're doing right now. I've invited Broski Rose to join us. Assy Face, a.k.a. Mr. E.T., might rejoin us if his father lets him. But GNR Liars, you got more uh, AMAs, I would imagine. So fucking hit us up, buddy. Yeah, so there was there actually is more to that one. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, this is this is a big one, folks. <laughs> so going on with that, um, is, so we went over his rap sheet. There was no mention of drugs in the rap sheet. So, sorry. Let me just clarify that. It's not his rap sheet. All those charges that I listed are from the same incident? Yes. Okay. Okay. Was, was his grandmother so, that he did this to? Who did he do this to? Um, well, I don't know who he did it to. What I was made to understand was he got into a fight with some guy, and he stabbed the guy 26 times. That's what I was made to understand. Was the guy like a fucking midget or a Vietnam veteran? Because, like, I don't see this fucking punk. I mean, who carries a fucking knife on him these days? What a fag. Well, I, I don't know the specifics of the situation. I've never been. I mean, who, what, what is this? The fucking uh, scene from Beat It? They break out a switchblade and start fucking dancing with the guy? It was, from what I understand, it was like a, he kicked the guy down a flight of stairs. It happened in an alleyway and it was, it was taped. He um, sounds like a real piece of shit. So he kicked it. So he couldn't fight the guy straight up. So he kicks him down a flight of stairs. The guy goes down the flight of stairs like it's fucking diehard. This guy's all sitting there fucked up. And here comes this dipshit with a fucking switchblade like it's 1982. And he's fucking stabbing him. Man, I want to slap Larry right in his stupid fucking face just for having the name Larry. 
Dude, yeah, that's a pretty lame name. Fucking beat it, video. Uh, dude, fucking Christ. <laughs> I stabbed him 26 times. <laughs> I just picture this shit going on, and fucking Miser just thinks it's normal. That's great. Well, because I'm from Brooklyn. That's, you know, shit like that happens every day. Oh, Christ. All right, so well, what's the other part of this fucking question about fucking Larry and Miser? Is he a drug dealer? Um, I mean, I've seen his Instagram and such, and he used to brag about selling edibles. I mean, he not a drug, not hard. Brag drug. about selling edibles. This fucking faggot went to some teenage girl's party and did edibles. No, not doing them. He sells them. He makes them. A 17-year-old broad had fucking edibles and jelly shots. Fuck you. What does a anybody, faggot. Do, does anybody in here, has anybody here ever done them? Because I, I, I like the people at my job, I told them. Done what? Hi, man. Edibles. Or I used to do them all the time. Yeah, Miser, let me ask you a question. What? Back in the day, there used to be these things called weed brownies, where you, you get the stankiest weed you had, and you made them into brownies. Mm-hmm. And everyone did this from, like, our parents' generation on. So what's the big fucking difference? Well, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I, I'm not a pot person. I haven't smoked pot or done pot in any form in four years, so I wouldn't. I would Do you know what it. I wish you were, Miser? I wish you were a cokehead. No, I think Miser and cocaine would be fucking amazing. Mm, that that's a scary thought to be quite frank i think it'd be fucking great you'd be hyper focused you'd be fucking you'd be peak miser miser you're like the fucking blue collar version of dennis reynolds if you know who that is congratulations (laughs) unfortunately i don't (laughs) i'm sorry to say i don't know who that is (laughs) oh that's great i can see it yeah you you haven't even begun to peak yet miser I have to. I have to look. I'll have to, you know, give that a look. But uh, you're gonna have the miser system, manipulate, <laughs> infuriate, silence. Well, I just fucking. I just. Last week, oh, one speaking. The last one, of course, is going to be rape. I'm trying to. F- well, I have a question. I mean, technically, I have a question. So my little, my little uh, manifesto earlier. Would that be considered a hate crime nowadays, since it was directed at an Indian? I mean, but you know. Did I like commit a George Floyd? Well, he's Canadian, so it doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count. No, because he's Canadian. But our laws up here are are, uh, a lot more, uh, at least down in where you guys live, down in the USA, you guys don't give a fuck, right? Up here, so goddamn sensitive, so it might be, right? Especially with who we have in power and what he likes to. Yeah, should I worry about Trudeau coming after me, you know? No, Miser, Miser, you don't got to worry, buddy. Here's the deal. Miser, um, the situation is if the person's family and their whole culture is based upon beating seals with clubs, then uh, you can say what you want about them. Like, PETA's got you covered. It was like an amendment they had back in, like, 96, mm-hmm. that if you're a dirty savage who fucking beats seals with clubs and drags them back to your fucking igloo, that, you know, you can be called out by people. That's so, not one day, so I, like, one day I'm walking outside, uh, an arrow won't fly from the sky and, like, hit me in the chest, will it? You know, I won't be, like, fired upon like Custer was. Well, I mean, look at it this way, dude. These people were so fucking smart, and they were so tough, they got pushed into the biggest shithole baron in the North America. You know what I mean? Like, his people must have been the dumbest of all of them. Like, they don't even have a good casino up there. Do they, Elias? Yes, they do, actually. They oh. do. There's a few of them, yeah. 
So, Carmen, why don't you have a job at the casino, you bastard? Are you that antisocial that you can't, you know, we give Miser all this shit, and literally Miser's been crucified like Christ walking through. We've had the passion of the Miser where we fucking have whipped and beat the kid left and right. But and fucking Cardi can't accept the fact that he can't go get a job fucking, I don't know, be a fucking busboy, go fucking do the dishes well, at the fucking it's casino? It's because he doesn't want to. There's, it's called being a lazy, entitled little shit. You know, that's, that's what he has in common with the Zoomers. That's why he gets so along with them, is that he feels he's entitled. The world owes him a living. Do you, you know, think that I like getting yelled at by a customer for something I didn't do wrong and me having to look at the customer and smile the whole time and go, yes, sir, no, ma'am, I understand what you're feeling. Let me try to correct that for you. That's my job. Not. It's called I'm a professional. It's called that's the shit you have to fucking do in this life. It's called you're a man and you have mouths to feed. You know? All right. GNR Liars, what other AMAs do you have? Gee, golly. And Winston's right. here, folks. He's just in the middle of a cockfight. So once he clears up or he goes to his private office, a.k.a. the 7-Eleven shitter, uh, he'll he'll be live and in charge. We're not done with Wasted. Wasted's the fucking juice of this show. He is. So here's a couple quick ones. Um, That's what she said. Personally, I don't know who this person is. Hopefully you guys do. I, look, I have looked him up, so I do have a little background on him, but I don't really understand um, his purpose. So could John McAfee still be alive? Uh, yes. Yes. And of course. Okay. So I'm going to let you take this one, Bradley. Who's John McAfee and why was, why is he dead and why should he still be still alive? <laughs> the man said, I'm not going to suicide myself before he magically died. Um, he was a, do you know McAfee antivirus software? Yeah. Oh Yeah. He was the founder of that and created that. And then he kind of went, uh, he kind of went a little batshit and moved down to South America. Might have killed a few fucking people. Um, and then he also started exposing all the government's big secrets and corporations, what they were actually doing. He became kind of a whistleblower. So, uh, whoopsie doozy. Think WikiLeaks, but with a lot more cocaine. Oh, that sounds oh. fun. That does sounds there, a lot I of fun. There's a fucking, uh, Oh, hold on there. I think there's a documentary on Netflix about McAfee. Oh, what's it called? You know? Yeah, I believe it's, uh, if you just put in John McAfee, it should pop up for you. Or you got Google Miser. I mean, for fuck's sake, do I need to replace you with fucking AI Miser? Or oh, AI no, you're Roy? right. You're right. I, I mean, I do it's have called, to. It's uh, running, running with the Devil. That was out. Wasted. Uh, and he's got a tattoo on his arm uh, that says whack. Uh, and it has like a the S. There's an S with a dollar sign. Oh, this guy's great. Wait, so tell us more. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, well, he he was kind of like in Belize, wasn't he? And he was making penicillin for this village, and uh, he was also hacking the government's computer. And but he he may have killed his next door neighbor because his next door neighbor killed his dog. And oh, then he, he he kind of escaped and went. I think he went to Spain, or no, he took a he took a boat across the ocean uh, to another city, uh, and he he got arrested there because his his boat was as he docked, they they were tipped off and they arrested him as soon as he landed, and then he, but what happened is he staged uh, he staged a heart attack. On, so they took him to hospital, and then somehow his his wife's lawyer got him out, out out of the country. And then they basically went on the run. And he's been accused of like uh, cryptocurrency fraud. 
uh, in the US. So wherever he went, he, if he got arrested, he would have to be extradited back to the US. But he eventually, <clears throat> he eventually did get caught. Uh, and ex and uh, he, and then supposedly he killed himself in the Spanish prison. And then the end of the documentary is his wife, uh, who was a ex uh, prostitute, uh, received a call saying that he was still alive. So he's kind of like an Epstein character, as in he yeah, but he doesn't read kids. He just fucking uh, no. does a lot of drugs and bangs a lot of fucking savage <laughs> women. So he's kind of a good guy, you know what I mean? He's like, oh. Yeah. yeah, but he's like Epstein, as in he could have been intelligence from the beginning. Oh, and yeah. Then, so that's basically McAfee. I don't know what you can add to that. Is You know, it's the only reason people think he's still alive is probably because, yeah, he's intelligence. He has that vibe from the beginning because he's always like with a group of guys who are armed. He's immensely paranoid. You know, he, he had like armed guards and security and he was he was, he was better off when he was like on a on a yacht. But his yacht was just like filled with booze and, and coke and drugs and guns. No, no so, wasted. Your professional analysis of do you think he's alive or not? Yes or no? I, I think he's still I think he's still alive. Okay. Because no, wasted. As, as an operative, does he, does he indicate knowledge that would mean he's a senior operative or that he was an asset? I think he was like, I think he was basically uh, a sort of like CIA from, the, CIA from the beginning. And all the, all, the, all the stuff you're hearing is just like cover for what he was really doing in those different places. He was like working undercover at all times. No, no, wait a second. How would you, how would you say right now the CIA's relationship is with uh, MI5? Um, well, I think they're like they're both combining because uh, against China. Okay. So like, would you say together. they're placing agents in that area? I think there's a there's a there's a lot that they know about. Yeah. That they've just realized. Remember, the Boris Johnson government had like they found a hundred, at least a hundred uh, CCP spies in the government, which is why uh, Johnson, Boris Johnson, quit. Uh, now, wasted. Um, when they find all these spies in the government, are you sometimes tasked with uh, uh, looking into that matter at all? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. But. We'll move on. Uh, Gene Arlias? Yeah. Next question. Oh, next question. Um, for sure. So. <laughs> that was, uh, that was actually a really good question because I didn't, I didn't know who John McAfee was up until now. And, uh, I think I'm going to have to watch that now. There's also, I'm just going Gina to. Rice. Yeah. Who asked that question? I believe that was Killer on the Loose. Oh my God, Killer what? on the Loose, who never comes on the show, right. but it's actually part of the FatCast team and has Johnny been Ramon. for over a year. Johnny Ramone was the question asker. Oh, Johnny Ramone is actually not Killer on the Loose, but he's a very solid poster. I uh, love him on badapplesform.com, and uh, you know he's become one of the brothers, so that's good. Uh, so, Gina, Lars, bring us down the next road, brother. Sure thing. Just... 2016 documentary, Gringo, The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. Perfect. Um, Sydney fan would like to know, The Don or Mama Fratelli? 
are we uh, what, what in reference to what Axel looks like? What what are we doing here? That's all he asked. The Don. Who, who asked this again? Sydney fan. Sydney fan, you are a very intelligent person. I mean, I, I I'm going to just let this one go because how smart you are and how much I enjoy your posting. I, I think he's maybe asking what a better nickname for Axel is. I've always figured Axel's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from Boogie Nights. He got that complete <laughs> awkwardness to him, that same haircut. That's what I see when I see Axel. But I don't know. But Sydney fan, um. I don't know, brother. This is not... I expect better from you. I do. All right. And this one is going to be from me to everybody on the show. Eat uh, shit. Oh, that's, that's not the answer, Brasky. That's not the answer. But the question is, three's company. Ooh. Chrissy, Cindy, or Terry? Uh, who's, the, who's the one with the dark hair? Joyce so, DeWitt. Who's Joyce DeWitt? Oh, that uh, Janet. Which which is fucking the, okay? Which is Three's Company? There was the fucking one that was uh, Suzanne Summers, but then there was the one that was the fucking blackhead one. Yeah. So Suzanne Summers was replaced twice. So Suzanne Summers was Chrissy, and then she was okay. replaced by Terry, and replaced then replaced by Cindy. All right. Now Joyce DeWitt's the other one on the show, right? You know what? I'm I'm watching an episode right now, and Joyce DeWitt is in a, ba- a ballet class with Jack Tripper, and she's in some skin tight ballerina. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She is fucking sexy. Okay, so so you understand? You understand, brother? Absolutely. Suzanne I'm Joyce Absolutely. DeWitt the whole time, man. Yeah, I, I'm a big I'm a big Suzanne Summers fan. Um, oh, Joyce, she's got hard nipples too. Look at that. She it's basically a see through see through leotard. That is uh, that's a sight. Um, Was if you don't think Mrs. Gina Elias is getting fucked tomorrow morning, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> which um, which one was the dark haired one? Janet Joyce Dewitt. Janet. She, she's fucking gorgeous. I, I have to go with her. I mean, I used to watch uh, the show on Nick at Night and Chrissy. Uh, uh, Suzanne Summers is the blonde, right? Yes. Yeah, she was funny and all. She had a cute personality. But if we're going as far as looks, the black-haired one, definitely. You know, it's so funny because every it was always promoted as Chrissy being the the bombshell and everything, and uh, the 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 attractive one and the blonde one. But everybody likes Janet. It's like Gilligan's <laughs> Island, though. It's everyone's like, oh yeah, everyone wants to fuck Ginger. No, everyone wanted to fuck Marianne. Yeah, everybody did. Everybody did. You always got that one guy that was like ginger, and you're like, you're yeah. lying. Man. You're, you're the homo of the group. The guy that yeah. doesn't know if he likes pussy or not. Yeah. Wait, you said ginger? Which one did you say? Hold on, ginger makes you? Let me see. I'm going to look at No, Don Marie. You, you, yeah, oh. yeah, no, because I, I don't know Gilligan's Island as well. I used to watch it when I was a kid, but let me see. Ginger? No, let me see. No, let me see. You Mary and E.T. are basically the Gilligan and the Skipper. You guys are the Skipper and Gilligan as you and E.T. That's why I picture you people in my life. Oh no, I, I have to say Marianne. She has that like the whole Linda Carter look about her. And then and then of course there was always that one weirdo in the group that liked Mrs. Howell. Who's that? Wasted. <laughs> yeah. But oh my he god, Marianne. That Marianne is gorgeous. On the oh, look at that. <laughs> Howell. Gilligan's Island. Ginger Marianne and Mrs. Howell. Oh, all right. 
Wait, what uh, happened? What I'm thinking is Wesu would fucking be like, I would uh, I would grab Lovey by her asshole with my thumb and then make her blow me as I choked her. <laughs> that's that's the canned waste of answer in my head. I, I'm curious as to who uh, Odd's choice would be with these questions. Uh, you know, I've been trying to, Odd's been so busy. We've been trying to get him on the show. If you notice, guys, a new intro to the show, uh, that's Odd. That's Odd playing us in. And uh, we love Odd. We're a big Nomads fan. That's the band Odd plays in. Uh, it just, he's a busy fellow. We've invited him on. Like, we invited Franz on tonight. We invited Bacardi Man on tonight because I knew you were going to try to eviscerate him, which, congratulations, you Highlander's his ass. Um, but we, we invite people on the show. Borky was invited on the show tonight. Uh, we invite anyone onto the show, really, that wants to come on the show. Uh, the only people that are banned from the show, realistically, are I don't want anyone that's under the age of 18 on the show. Instead of that, I'm pretty much open for anyone coming on. Makes sense. I mean... Yeah, it's an open format. Yeah, I just don't want a fucking kid on here where it's like, you know... Because trust me, there's a, there's a one kid on Discord that's fucking hilarious. That Marsh kid, he's fucking mean. It's funny how mean he is. Oh, like, he's, he's a mean little bit, son of a bitch, yeah. I know. When he's 18, I'll fucking gladly have him on the show. He's a mean little fucker. It makes me laugh. No, he's, he's, he's fucking, right. yeah. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right for sure. And he's held his own with you in, in arguments and such, like, very well, uh, Gresky. Oh, fucking what are you talking about? Yourself as on with me, motherfucker. I I went Bill Burr on fucking Discord when I no, left Discord. Saying, I, mean, I had a no. Listen, miser, you think you had a screech? I said, all right. Anyone who wants anything, Abraski, come and get me. For fucking thirteen hours straight, you can ask liars. <laughs> I sat in Discord and took on all comers. It's true. It's true. I wish uh, I was there to see that. Honestly, it was a very entertaining day. I was really new to Discord at the time. I hadn't spent a lot of time on it up until then. I really didn't understand or grasp what was going on, but I was I was there and I was enthralled by the the drama of it all. When was this? How long ago was this? This was the oh, wow. end of May, where it's just I had enough, and it was. It was me going against Borky and Dodd, and then Cardi showed up for a second, and I just, I mean, I just fucking went for it, and uh, they just, uh, you know, they all tapped out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not they saying did. it was a good thing. It was like, man, this isn't mentally healthy for a guy who's almost 40 fucking sitting on a computer, or technically on my phone, arguing with a bunch of fucking retarded idiots for 13 hours straight. Now, I decided afterwards, no more Discord for me. Because hmm. it's probably not the best thing. But at the same time, I fucking made my point. If they have a question about that, they're welcome to come on any time on the show and debate me. Any you motherfuckers are. Because guess what I got? I don't lie. I don't come on here trying to promote myself as this and that. It's not the Bill Brasky fat cast. We call it the fucking fat cast now. Because Wasted and GNR lives have earned their fucking spot. So, I mean, fuck you. Blow me. And what's our next question, Lies? So this one, Wasted, are you still with us? Hello. Perfect. One's for you, Wasted. Coming from uh, also. <laughs> oh. We've heard, we've heard your. What? Um, okay. <laughs> of your your daily fast food intake as as with your uh, alcohol intake. So go us through a go us through a day of your drinking and your food and what does wasted eat and drink and do you drink any water? 
uh, I don't really drink water. <clears throat> uh, I normally, I wake up and I, I go, this is in the weekday, I normally like walk to the nearest uh, McDonald's and I get like a mega muffin, which is like, has two, two like uh, breakfast sausage patties and an egg and cheese. Uh, I get like one or two of those and I have like a, I have a large Coke uh, with that. And then after that, I go to the, uh, the 7-Eleven and like buy a six pack and then I start drinking. Uh, and then I buy another six pack on the way home and I get home and then I start playing uh, video games, either like GTA or FIFA. And then I, I play those until the afternoon. And then I normally go out again for another walk to pick up some more beer and uh, get some food, uh, which is normally like either I either order a pizza or I order McDonald's, uh, like a Big Mac, uh, sometimes Big Mac and a cheeseburger. Uh, and then if I've run out of beer again, I go back to uh, back to the shop to get another uh, plate of beer. Uh, I can't seem to carry like three three pack, you know, three or four six packs at once. So I just buy them as I go. Uh, and then that's about all I eat. I eat like McDonald's breakfast and I eat McDonald's uh, for dinner as well. Or I order a pizza, uh, salami. Uh, a good salami pizza is nothing pizza. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Thank you, I can't imagine uh, having McDonald's every day. Oh, I could. It'd be fucking amazing. I'm not going to shit on that. My, my thing that I'm enjoying is realizing that wasted on a normal day is at a minimum 18 beers in. Like he's yeah, fucking I mean, pounded down 18 beers. Right, We're too. doing the math if you're playing it along. Yeah, I, I was doing the math. 18 while he was to talking. 24 beers each fucking day, and that's not counting his hard alcohol intake. Yeah, at least about 18. Yeah, about 16, 18. That's pretty impressive. It is. It is. The guy has like a steady buzz the entire day, basically. I mean, uh, the the fucking piss must stink. I mean, if you're in your urinal by wasted, you can Ooh. smell fucking wasted's piss. I'm telling oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah. You can smell like the fucking the out the alcohol the uh, ethanol. Speaking of smelly piss, Junior realizes we have any more AMAs. <laughs> That's it for tonight. Uh, that was just <laughs> hey, but, you know, uh, guys. At least the good news is that we're into the show about almost an hour. And uh, we're actually able to do the show now. I mean, legitimately, folks, this is the third time we're trying tonight. I literally had fucking spastic moments of just yelling and screaming and threatening my computer. <laughs> well, um, do we have somewhere where we want to take the conversation? Because I actually have a bit of news. Are, are oh. you pregnant? Well, no. I mean, I look it, but no. Um, what do you call it? Uh, so this person reached out of the woodwork to me. Um, I told E.T. about it. and I mean, Was it Jesus? No. So two Was it years Tommy ago, Lee asking you to subscribe to his OnlyFans? No. Two years ago, um, I had embarked on a affair of sorts, an emotional affair with a nurse at my job. I was a, I was a security guard at the time, and she was a nurse. She was unhappy in her marriage, um, and I was unhappy in my relationship at the time. And we started seeing each other. We would meet for like our lunch breaks and we would, you know, hang out. And this was this the redhead? No, that was uh, Jay. That was a different girl. Um, what do you call it? And this one here, like I said, we would meet. We didn't we didn't fuck because I wouldn't allow us to because she was married. And, you know, it was just it. But we it became very intense between the two of us. Her husband found out they nearly broke up and I didn't hear from her for two whole years. The other night I get a message on Facebook, a voice message, a voice memo. Her husband died and she's getting <laughs> reaching out to me. 
Wow. Yeah. She's like, I, I just need I, two years. We hadn't spoken since maybe August, July of 2020. And she sends me this voice memo out of the blue saying, you know, so he died the other day. And she wanted to tell me and she this wanted to talk to me. This is it. You finally did it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, buddy? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, she, she just literally, I mean, she's like, you know, I just thought you'd want to know he, he died. Face <laughs> 2 comes in. Oh, he says, this is it. <laughs> and now he's gone again. Absolute dead waste. Oh, man, a fucking home run. <laughs> okay, carry on, Miser. So you killed this woman's husband. <laughs> well, yeah, she did say that at a point. I mean, she's been talking to me. E.T. advised me not to talk to her, but I mean, I, I didn't take his advice, but I've been talking to her. And at one point, you know, we, we've been talking like every night, almost like it's sometimes all night long and such. Like we spent nine hours on the phone one night. Um, and then at one point she's like, you know, I think the affair started off the downhill slide of this guy's life, basically, is what she was saying. You know, because he got that. He, he died of a cocaine right. overdose. And she said, you know, he started using not long after the thing happened between <laughs> us again. He kind of, you know, relapsed. And, you know, then he died. She found him in she found him in their apartment with like blood coming out of his mouth and shit, you know. But of course, it wasn't natural causes. <laughs> no, it was, it was she. She found him on the floor. He had like foam at the mouth, and he was bleeding out of his nose and his ears. Um, but yeah, so now he died a few days ago, and literally the day after he died is when she reached out to me out of the blue. <laughs> I mean, Amanda doesn't think it's a good idea. She's like, you know, but and we kind of had friction over that. She's like, you know, something's going to happen at some point. And I'm like, well, I mean, but the guy just died. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not that much of a horrible person. And she's like, yeah, but she's trying to, you know, move on already. And I'm like, we had a whole, we had a whole fight over this. But um, so I have that. <laughs> I'm talking to another married girl who's polygamous. She's, you know, polygamous. And she uh, is, you know, her husband knows that she and I are talking. And then at my job, there's a girl named Kat. And she's pregnant. She's 31 years old and pregnant with her second child. And she's just been acting very well. She gives me a ride home almost every night. Um, and But she's been acting very like, like she. I got her into House of the Dragon. She'll text me about it and talk to me about it. One <sighs> night I got a coffee at my job. And she was like, hey, you didn't get me a coffee. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you didn't get me a coffee. Like expect, she expected me to get her a coffee when I, there was no discussion about this. So, yeah, things have been pretty good lately. Hey, uh, Lias. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like I do? Like we're hearing like the potential victim list. Like he's like, all right, this is the first murder I committed. Now I'm going to brag about it. Cardi, be very scared because I fucking kill this guy. <laughs> and then, then he starts talking about like I don't know who I'm going to kill next. It could be this pregnant chick, or it could be the chick that drops me off. <laughs> no, the pregnant chick and the one that drops me off are the same person. <laughs> does it count? Like if you kill her, does it count as a two for miser? Like. Oh, you I say, look, so look on your kill count. Are you gonna are you gonna count as one kill or two counts? So you're asking me the Scott Peterson question. That's uh that's that's two counts right there. 
And and all because she wanted you to get her a fucking coffee. Yeah, and I didn't get her a coffee. She was very, very upset. But yeah, no, things things are going pretty well. Like I said, I mean, I, I just can't believe that the woman wasted... I mean, the only thing we had in common, she and I, and this woman was having an emotional affair at work. It's not like we were friends or anything. And the day her, after her husband dies, she's already fucking... You, you know, mean the day after her husband mysteriously dies? Has the yeah. coroner sent back a well, fucking she said report that. Amanda yet? said that too. She's like, you know, she blood coming him. out of his ears. Yeah, Amanda, Amanda said, actually said that. Amanda said she probably killed him. I mean, she said she's a nurse. She would know how to. You know how great it would be like if fucking we're going to be on the news? Like, what happened? Uh, well, Miser's life is being made into a Lifetime movie. <laughs> well, and, and also, yeah, Amanda said that as well. The she Brian that, Jones murders. Yeah, she, she said that to, to me as well, man. She's like, if she could do that to her, her husband, she could do it to you. Because she fully believes she murdered her. She murdered him, rather. Uh, Gina Elias. So yes, are, are you happy to be part of the Brian Jones murders? Like this well, is going to be made into like Netflix and fucking uh, uh, magazines. I was the just Brian Jones that, murders. That maybe, just maybe, we could set this nurse up with Larry. <laughs> oh, you mean like a two for one special sort of? Well, they both, you know, Larry has an attempted murder charge on his record, mm-hmm. and she's basically a murderer so that to me sounds like a match made in heaven well the thing is though that there's a kink in that though he's going to prison on the 27th he's being sentenced so and she can get in no problem as his personal nurse are you you still going to visit him when he's in prison i might actually i've I've considered that yeah what are you going to say to him again um i have a lot to say to him i'm gonna say come on tell us a little bit that when he thought it was just him and Amanda that I was actually fucking her at the same time and Boom. he was made a fool of and, you know, things like that. Boom. Well, come on, Mises. Tell us exactly. Like, pretend like Larry is the other end of the fucking screen right well, I'm gonna now. Tell, tell him, tell him what you're going to say, Mises. I'm going to say that you're a fucking hey, guard. Miser, Miser, Miser. Hold on. Okay. What? I picked up the phone. I'm on the other side of the glass. I'm Larry. Well, I can't. I can't. I'm just going to basically just say that you're a garden gnome looking motherfucker. You fucking Irish piece of shit. And that when you thought you were actually just fucking her and you thought she was yours, she was still fucking me. And now she's living with me. You're in a fucking cell getting your ass fucking torn into shreds by some fucking big black guy every single day. And that's going to be your life. And you like that because you're a fucking half a fag anyway. But hey, you just I'm out here. You're a fucking Irish piece of shit. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. He's a garden gnome. He's a fucking red haired garden gnome. Okay. Putting my hand up against the glass right now. Well, that sounds very romantic and all, but yeah. Put your hand up, Miser. I, I don't Touch want to. Touch the glass or I'm hanging up the phone, Miser. Well, that... <laughs> he could hang something else. Up. Or I'm hanging up the phone. Okay. Okay. Miser, put your hand up. Uh, okay, my hand is up on the glass. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> you nuts. You don't know what it's like in here, Miser. <laughs> put your hand up. Put your hand up, Miser. <laughs> Is that going to happen? Are you going to put your hand up for real? No. no, no. Are you kidding? Are you fucking kidding me? Are Are you going to go like uh, Jim Carrey in, in uh, Cable Guy when he puts his nipple up against the glass? And in fact, that I could do. That I could do. Oh, Harry. What can I do to make it better for you, Larry? Oh, I might. that's actually a good idea. Well, that's a good idea. But yeah, no. Hey, so miser, I'm, I mean, miser, <clears throat> miser. Yeah. 
You said Amanda is Amanda up still? I don't know. Hey, I want you just real quick. I want no. This is I know. I know you don't want to talk about Larry to her, so we're not going to ask you to do that. We're not going to ask you to do that, Miser. But what we are going to ask you to do is Miser. I want you to go walk out there and just say, "Hey, I want you to have no no to have a good night from me." And then just walk right back into you your room. You mean me from me or me from you, Rasky? No, 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 no. Okay, no. Let's do this even better. Say two things. One, say that hey, my best friend Cardi wanted to tell you good night, and I wanted to say good night to you. All right, hold on. You got to say me too. I got to be included in this. Hey, so I just wanted to tell you, uh, my best friend Cardi, he's a really great, you know, Native American person. He says good night to you. I say good night to you. And a friend of mine named Liars also says good night to you. Okay. Good night. Have have sweet dreams and don't leave the light on again. You left it on the entirety of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did the demo. You left on last night. We owe Connor this enough. <laughs> All right, good night. You just fucking start yelling at her about the fucking light. Why? Hmm? Like, what, what, what position to go listen? I'm, I'm live on a fucking show right now. It might not be a great show, but we try to be good. And you're like, listen, we got to talk about the light you left on. Like, I'm trying to be all sweet and nice. And you're like, no, bitch, you left the fucking light on all night. You do it again. I'm going to put you outside like the fucking dog. <laughs> well, because, I mean, you know, Con Edison, nickels and dimes, yet, you know? <laughs> you know, because they're run by a certain type of people. Oh, God. Mizer, you are full back and full bore. I mean, I'm so glad that you and Axel's old are like fucking no way of communicating right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would love that. Bring his little bitch ass on, too. No, 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 no. Uh, Gina Liars, uh, we've done all the AMAs. Uh, Topic-wise, uh, we we could bring up that Mike Lindell got fucking busted at a drive-thru at Hardee's by the FBI, but, I mean, mm. I don't really want to go into politics because politics and COVID are boring. Um, <laughs> Miser's uh, uh, has his first victim. Um, Larry's a murderer, and uh, E.T.'s grounded. What do you got, Gina Liars? Did we talk about uh, did we talk about the chess match? No. What what happened in chess? Oh, you guys play chess? Oh, well, you know, some people play chess. I play checkers. Right. Yeah. The game of checkers. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, this big tournament down in St. Louis this week or last week, whenever this happened, recently, and I guess it attracts the best of the best in the chess uh, world or industry, whatever. <laughs> And uh, the Grandmaster, I guess the like the global, it's the global championship, and uh, it, actually it's a one million dollar event. Um, so it, I, I guess it's it's pretty prestigious. So um, the 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 head chess player in the world, uh, his name is Magnus Carlsen, and yeah, he, he was on a fifty three game winning streak, and he was playing a, a a little bit lesser known but still Grandmaster. A 19-year-old kid um, named uh, Neiman. Uh, and so there's some theories going around as to why Magnus, he basically just got up and left the match. He forfeited. So Neiman didn't, didn't actually beat him. Hans Neiman didn't actually beat him. Uh, he, he forfeited. So there's theories going to, as to why 
uh, he would do this. And uh, some of the speculation was swirling that um, the Grand Master actually had diarrhea, which is why he left the match in four, like a 53 game winning. So it's pretty impressive and a million dollar prize to boot. Right. I'm not sure if he needs the money, but, uh, and then there's also the, the, the more spicy theory going around that Hans Neiman was cheating and, um, Magnus uh, caught on to this. And the theory is going around that he was using anal beads to cheat. So somebody was in the audience, uh, with a chess app, the next move app, and you type in the moves that are going on, and um, he was relaying the message back to Neiman uh, as to the next the next move that he should he should be making, and and that uh, Magnus Carlsen caught on to this, and that's why he forfeited. But I just how did he catch on to it? I want to reiterate something. He was using anal beads through a vibration. To cheat at chess. How would he catch on to it? Like you're sitting across from the guy. All right. So the guy's getting signals that are like, all right, four beeps means he's moving to D3. So bzz, sure. bzz, bzz. all right. So the guy's gonna move to D3 on the board. All right, but how's the other fucking guy know it? Is he like watch him and the guy smirks three times? I mean, what the fuck? It, it the whole story sounds fishy. Um, you know. If you're re- in, in the article, uh, Vice, Vice Magazine uh, reported that, you know, players could use vibration-based buttons placed in their shoes to communicate with a chess engine hidden somewhere in their clothing to gain that outside enjoyable. Right? It does sound enjoyable. Um, the computer system predicts the game outcomes and provides recommendations on how to win. So um, the vibrating shoe theory uh, sparked unfounded allegations that Neiman was tapping into a computer using a prostate massager or wireless anal beats through the logistics of how that would work were unclear. So I, I don't know. Do they, I, do they check each participant for foreign objects? Like, is this the WWF? You know what I mean? It's like, the well, I don't think in the WWF, they make you spread over and fucking, you know, okay, buddy, spread your cheeks. Here comes a finger. I mean, this is a, uh, you know, this is a different type of theory that they're working on here. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know how you could tell, but if a person decides to cheat their anal beads, I think they deserve the win. Uh, okay, so it goes. It goes on to say down further down in the article that Neiman was actually indeed he was frisked before the game against Carlson, uh, and security found nothing. So um, that that adds to the theory of uh, of a up his ass, right? So they now, checked now Lyles, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If exactly. you know you're going to be frisked, and no one wants to be frisked unless it's by an attractive member of the opposite sex, and uh, you know, then it's all right. But most of the time, no one wants to be frisked. Have you ever thought about before getting frisked, like maybe an hour or two beforehand, popping like three Viagra, so that when the person's frisking you, and they're, you know they're checking you this and that, when they get to your section of your, your groin section, only thing they get to feel is a fucking rock hard hard on. Now that's a little bit embarrassing for you or anyone I would imagine. But at the same time, at least you get to have them feel embarrassed too. At least they get to feel the embarrassment of, Hey, you know what? You want to touch me? Yeah. You get to touch my cock. Shall I'd we? be up for it. I would do it. And I would record it on the fan cast. I would do that. I would do that. My, well, where's ET? What happened to him? Oh, um, I, I think ET is, uh, hold on. Baby move. Come on, baby. All right. I think uh, E.T. is basically in the process of either slowly killing himself or slowly killing his father, personally. 
I really think we're getting close to the fact that E.T. is going to fucking probably murder his family like Wasted said. And uh, he's got the freezers. I mean, I'm hoping Wasted's in the Wasted, have you tried going to the toilet yet? Um, what do you call it? By the way, I, um, what do you call it? I had a theory on this. You know how you were saying about the Yeah, I'm in a different, different place now. Okay, you, you know great. You, guys were, you know how you guys were saying about victims, right? So I had a theory, or an idea, actually. Why don't E.T. and I go out on, like, a natural kill, born killer-style bender and just, you know, I mean, he, he's got nothing left to live for, I've got nothing left to live for, just go all out and go, like, natural born killers, he and I. Uh, the fat cast accepts no legal responsibility for anything that Miser or E.T. have planned, thought of, or uh, will do in the future. Uh, we highly uh, condemn them, and uh, if we knew of any knowledge of any impending attacks, we would contact authorities. Oh, I also want to show you guys something else, if you don't mind. Give me one moment. I just have to make sure. Oh, got to get rid of that one. Hold on. I'm going to send you guys something just to show you how my life is going as of late. And then I will, um, yeah, give me a second. Why is it a picture of your father's penis? No, it's not. Um, so here, I'm talking to several, as I said, besides the nurse, um, talking to several people here. I'll give you a little show here. Hold on. There's one. No, no. Why is it take two? That's not supposed to be there. Meanwhile, wasted. You had uh, you had some interesting thoughts on the chess tournament involving uh, Elon Musk. Oh yeah, he had a quote saying that you know you you can put uh, you know geniuses can just put things in their ass which are secret. He had some quote like that. All right. Well. It, uh, I think, uh, I think it was so demoralized, uh, because he's losing to an idiot like me, I'm even wrong to say. It must be embarrassing for the world champion to lose to me. I feel bad for him. The guy's a cocky little shit, too, so. Imagine being in the chess world like that and being cocky like that. There we go. I mean, it'd be pretty great. I mean, if I was in the chess world like that, I'd be rocking a fucking bow tie, maybe a pair of suspenders. Yeah. I'd, I'd try to go, like, I'd really be wearing, like, a pair of Zumbas, too. Like, I'd really go fucking hard in. Now, Wasted, I could see you partaking in something like this, like a chess tournament like this. Um, what would be your choice of attire? Here we go. Probably, like, a like a frogman suit. Like, uh, James Bond. I, I, I pictured you more in a smoking jacket with a pipe, but a frogman suit works. Yeah, like a like James Bond just coming out of the water. Yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, Sean Connery coming out like using a kind of coming out of a submarine or something. And it worked. It worked. Here you go. Here you go. Miser, okay, or Miser just sent. What the fuck is this? It's fucking a screenshot of some text messages that I'm not going to fucking read. Miser, stop being a fucking creep. I swear to fucking God. Like, do you just, like, find random shit to, like, creep out these women? No, no, look, look. These are three different women. One of them is a model. That's why I hit her name. The other was a co-worker. And the other is a woman I just, uh, you know, just met. But, yeah, I just wanted you to see that. Miser. Miser, we're happy that you can have girls texting you. That's that's great. You're 30 years old. Congratulations. I'm just I'm just happy because it's like there's so many at once right now. But, yeah. Did you show that to Amanda? Murderer? What? Do you have any text from the murderer? No, but uh, here, read, um, lawyers, read the text. Oh, by the way, hold on, hold on a second. Lawyers, 
you, yeah. you made a great point. We need more. We need pictures of the murderer. We want to know a little bit more about this murderer. Let's see some pictures of her. Let's let's hear a little bit more about this uh, murdering psychopath. Uh, hold on. Okay. So, Lars, that was a great point on your I completely dropped the ball on that. That's something we need to look into more. And Lars, can you read what I said to that uh, that person just now, though? The the what? The the model one, the first one. What is she a model of? Fucking working at fucking McDonald's where she fucking no, holds well, this, the sign? This chick looks like, um, what do you call it? She looks like she could have been on a man bed, honestly. Okay, so how the fuck are you pulling her? You're like, listen, my ex-girlfriend sleeps on my couch. I mean, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing to pull this broad, Miza? Well, here, look. Uh, you, Did you show your pigginess, Miza? Did you show your Robert Johnson? Did you say, look at this veiny monster and fights alligators in the sewers of New York? No. You have to see her painting, her paintings. Mm-hmm. Miza, they probably think you're gay. No, because she, she was talking about that. She's gay in that uh, I, I want to know more about this broad here that says, I wouldn't say I'm clingy. I just get emotionally attached way too quickly. Lol. I do enjoy me some asthma, ASMR as well. Lol. And, uh, and that's awesome. I'd love to read some eventually if you are ever up for sharing. Sorry for the delayed response. I am working as well, so I do apologize. Plus, I had to kill my husband. No, that's not her. That's that's that, that's a different girl. Dude. What? You're telling me that the clingy girl isn't the murderer? No, that's a totally different person. Oh, Miser, I mean, I, I'm starting to think you're just randomly going on, like, fucking Reddit and pulling fucking text messages from fucking Reddit. Like, listen, these are my friends. They meant it for me. Here, that's that's uh, that's the uh, alleged murderer person. All right, let's look at this fucking psychopath. I don't know if it went through, but yeah. I'm, I'm nervous here. I got nothing. Wasted, you got anything? Try again. Uh, where, where is this shit? I haven't seen it yet, Miser. I'm trying to resend it. I don't know if there's like doing like a circle and it's not going through completely. I don't know why. Well, let me try and see. Turn it's off. probably because the FBI is looking at the same fucking photo right now. What the fuck is that thing? What? You got something? Jesus fucking Christ. That thing, dude, Maddie looks more like a oh. chick than this thing. What the fuck dude. is that thing? Do you see this fucking line? It looks like the Joker from Batman the Animated Series. Folks, I'm trying to describe this. It's got a nose like Cosmo Kramer. It's got a fucking face on it the size of a fucking my feet. I mean, I don't even know how to say this. I I do. And I'm going to be very honest with her. Yeah. She looks like a horse. Yeah, it looks like a horse that was a fucking transgendered. Listen. It looks like a transgender horse. That's what she looks like, Brassy. A transgender horse. <laughs> a transgendered horse husband murderer? I mean, what she killed the husband with her penis? <laughs> you know what? Dude, do you know what it looks like? Gina lies. Yeah. Do you remember the cover of Howard Stern's first book? <laughs> totally. It's exactly what she looks like. That's, it, that is exactly. It, she looks like the cover of Howard Stern's book. Hold on. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is fucking horrifying. I mean, 
I, so we got friends. You got to like take this and put this somewhere in the fat cast when you're doing it, because I mean this fucking face is I'm fucking horrified. Jesus Christ! I don't this know. This looks like something the That's devil the fucking spit sure. out. Yeah, she looked like private pause. You know what? Give me a second. I have that book upstairs. Um, I'm going to mute myself here. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to upload a picture for everyone, and then we'll put it up, and we'll do a comparison. The other one looks like a... Am I just sending us these pictures? This one looks like a book, though. This one looks like fucking Howard Stern from Private Park. A book. Wasted. Yeah, that one, that one looks... The one that just flashed on my screen looks like a... You know, an AI robot or something. Yeah, it looks like a fucking for real doll, like something ET would spend four grand on. But not too bad. Maybe like a, a geisha. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on Japanese Jesus Christ, miser, I run. I mean, buddy, I'm worried for your health and safety right now. She's already <laughs> murdered, or it's already murdered his husband, and now it's, uh, you know, it has its eyes set on you. <laughs> Wasted. How many beers are we in right now, brother? Uh, I finished the six pack, so I came to this. I came to a new Seven Eleven. Wasted. We need you to get more alcohol in you stat. Yeah, I just got some money out of the bank. So I need to get more. I mean, it's only it's Sunday, Sunday afternoon now. So. All right, and you what? Six beers in? Yeah. Hey, so, thought about switching up the hard alcohol today, Wasted. Uh, maybe. I just don't like. I just don't like the taste of it. I I have to mix it with like, uh, like fizzy like water. <laughs> I, I, I had to mix it with fizzy water. He goes. Yeah. Oh, Monty, like, we're not doing your English accent. They're fucking um, crazy. The audience well, has not deserved to be tortured. Is well, Gino Wise back? I know he went upstairs up to his Canadian abode, which you know. He's got to go through the multi-levels of his home. He's not like some of those poor people. Women that look like horses is kind of a segue into the... Uh, oh, wow. Like your your first place. porn? What was your first porn? Um, Hold on dude, a second. Wait, wait, wait. I have to... I have the Howard Stern Miss America one that GNR Liars just posted in that picture of the Broad Miser posted. It's a dead ringer. Hold on a second. I have to... Hold on. It is a dead. It is horrifying. Um, well, wait. Why is he with us? I'm right here, man. I'm right here. Does this remind you? Hold on a second. Does this remind you of anybody? Does not look like you know who. What? Huh? Hold on one second. Does not look like you know who. You know your stalker. The fuck are you That's talking about? That uh, what do you call that Howard Stern used on a book? Does this look Miser, we can't even fucking hear you. That's a picture of a tranny that Howard Stern used on a book. Yeah. Oh, nobody. <laughs> oh, because I just, it's just, no, it's not my photos, it's in the photo stream. I just thought you'd be fine and funny. Anyway, go back. I'm sorry, guys, go ahead. So, Wasted, you were talking about your, fav your favorite porn or your first porn? Uh, first porn. I was just wondering what everybody's first porn was, because mine was the uh, Animal Farm. So when you're talking about like girl with a horse face, I just remember 
you know, the animal farm. Uh, it was just basically a, a woman having sex with all these like farm animals. And it, it was, there was like one VHS tape going around our school and we couldn't, and nobody could get it. And then at the weekend, one, one weekend, our, like somebody's parents went away and we all went round to their house. And then we spent the whole weekend trying to get somebody to bring this like tape uh, animal farm round to the house so everybody could watch it. And we finally got a copy and we were all watching it upstairs. And then suddenly his, his parents came back. So everybody had this tape. And there were people like, you know, running down the stairs to get out of the building. And there were some people like going through windows. Me and my friend jumped out of the window and he had the tape and we ran like down the road. And then we like we turned the corner and we were walking up up the road. And then we saw like this guy's parents coming walking towards us. So then we were just standing there frozen and we were holding this like VHS tape and like a and then suddenly a bus. For some reason, like a bus pulled up near this bus stop. And then we just got on the bus with the tape. And then we were just like going, we went to like the next like town. We we're on the way to the next town stopping. And eventually we just got off the bus and we just left the tape on the back seat of the bus because we didn't want to be in possession of this tape. So basically this, this, this tape must have gone all the way back to the bus station before somebody found it. How old were you? Uh, we were like 14. And we you just, were that scared of a porno? Yeah, we were just, we were panicked. We were panicking because we were like holding this porn. You know? Well, my, I remember my first one uh, very well. Uh, I have a funny story. It's not my first one. My first one I saw, I was very young. I was probably about 11 or 10 years old. It was called The Pink Lagoon. And it was a parody of The Blue Lagoon with uh, Brooke Shields there. But uh, I have a funny story about important when I when I was about 17 I moved out of my house and I was living in an apartment with a couple other guys and we had a, a porno in the apartment called firebox right and me and one of the roommates were out drinking one night and we got home at about two in the morning and there's the third the third roommate he's passed out drunk on the couch He's got, don't ask why, but he's got a shotgun sitting beside him. And Firebox is in the VCR, watched all the way to the end. And he's passed out with a box of empty Kleenex by his feet, by his hands with the shotgun. So we obviously woke him up and he was like, he was like, no, 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 I have a cold. I wasn't walking off. I have a cold. And anyway, Firebox. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my father was a complete degenerate, and I had like a large pornography collection that he had hidden. So uh, when I found his uh, VHS tapes, I put it in there, and there was these large penises, and it looked like uh, ladies from the early '80s or '70s with big arms, and a bunch of really really bad bass music. And all these ladies were just like, yeah. It was really fucked up. I don't remember the names of them, but yeah. I found a movie of my mom and dad. (laughs) It's called The Straps are off. 
Oh, I know. Wait. Um, I know oh, yeah. I. I. Uh, does it count if you actually saw the whole thing or not? No, no, no. You don't have to see the whole thing, Miser. Only, only moments, Miser. Oh, okay. So one day, um, we were at my, um, my, my mother and I were at my dad's apartment. We, there was a um, video store down the corner. We always went to. We went to that that store from the time I was five. We knew the family and everything. So we were looking through a bunch of VHS tapes that we had rented, and without thinking, my mother puts in one which opens to, like, this tropical island scene with, like, fucking bongo music or something. And you can tell it's a porno because it's, like, like it has a wavy fucking, you know, whatever. And and as soon as my mother realized what it was, it was, like, she turned it right off, though. But I was, like, 10 years old or so. I remember that. Because she didn't realize what VH tape. She, she put in the wrong VHS tape that was rented. Miser, do you ever, do you still watch pornography? Yeah, of course. Now, let me ask you a question. Since this is, you are the master of your own domain, and that's your apartment. Do you ever make sure to blast the pornography when you know Amanda's sleeping in the next room? Like, really get some really fucked up porno going and get that fucking volume cranking? No, I mean, that's rude to do that while somebody's sleeping, no. Maybe she should get turned on by it, you know? Maybe she get horny. No, I doubt it. I I tend to, what I like, uh, she's not really into. What what, what, what is it that you're a fan of, Miser? You know what I love? I love seeing a black chick with a white chick. That's pretty, I love that. Not gonna lie. Pretty interesting. I love like, the interracial. Yeah, the ent- yeah, but specifically lesbians though, not straight, not straight for lesbian. So you're big on lesbians. lesbians. Hmm? Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you ever know that little Irish girl that was on GNFNR? Which girl? No. There was a there was a little Irish girl that everyone was a big fan of. She was on GNFNR and my GNR. Little redheaded thing. I didn't even know. I didn't even know we had girls on GNFNR. So no. This was back in the day. What was her name? She even she came back when she thought you died. Oh, Jillian. You mean? Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know she was on GNR. Well, my... I knew her from my GNR. I didn't know she. Was... Let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about maybe Jillian and maybe Andrea having a hot lesbian sex thing? Yeah, you know, I'll be quite honest. Um, they actually would talk when we were on Skype. Um, when when Andrea would get a few in her, she would start hitting on Jillian. I don't know if anybody at all remembers this besides me, but. Um, if SS is out there and he hears this, he, he could verify it. But yeah, no, she, when, when Andrea would get a few in her, she would start saying like sexy shit to Jillian and try and turn her on. And it wouldn't work though, because Jillian was like a nun. Like, what do you mean? What would she be saying, Liza? Like, oh, Jillian, Jillian, I want to touch your tits and shit. And like, she, she would just, she would just start hitting on her. I mean, I don't remember the exact phrases because it was like t- 10 years ago, 12 years ago. But, you know, just like getting like all sultry and Jillian, Jillian, you're hot and like stuff like that. So you get, because she was drunk, you know? And Jillian was like very religious at that time. She was like a fucking very strict Roman Catholic. She grew up in a nunnery, so she wasn't having any of that. Oh yes, she was. Yeah, you you remember? Okay, so you lawyers, you remember that? Uh, sure. What? what do you no, mean? I don't. I don't remember oh, that at all. The worst thing is, like, we're all like me and Myers are pretty good friends of uh, Andrea's husband. Like, Axel is like a really good buddy of mine. I think he's a great guy. Can you have wasted? And it's so hard because, like, the jokes are so much there. But, wait, I mean, wait, can you get mad you, at me? Because I, if, I if can't his, really if hear you over the Asian people. What are you saying? You're, you're, you're just talking. That's why you, you can't hear Braskies because you're talking. Stop talking. What, what were you saying about the your friends with him and the jokes? What? Well, it. You know, me and Gina Liars are friends with uh, Axel's old. Like, he's a good guy. I've been friends with him since I joined the forum. I mean, I really like the guy. We talk football this night. He's a good shit. And 
at least I know like he can get like a kick out of the fact that his wife was making lesbian moves. It's probably, he probably finds it hot, but at the same time, you know, I like the fact that he can take the joke. I got to give him credit and a tip of the cap for that. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, if I was, if I, if I was my wife, I'd be proud of that. I'd be encouraging it. You know, the lesbian part of it. I mean, there's not, there's nothing more natural or more beautiful than two women together, if we're being honest, but you know, what do you call it? And I don't have any problems with him personally. You know, I mean, just because we've had fights over the years or I've said whatever, I don't dislike him as a person. I think he's he's pretty neat, you know. But yeah, she was something, though. When she'd get a few in her, she was wild. And you were, you were, this is Axel's old, his wife you were doing this too? Well, before she was his wife, they didn't even know each other then. She was uh, dating Daisy at that time. I mean, and what Daisy do you mean did, by dating? They were long distance dating. They were supposed to get married. Did they ever fuck? No, they were long, long distance. Uh, like they were, and they were supposed to marry in Vegas the next summer. I was actually invited to what that wedding was supposed to be, but then she ended up getting—I don't know what they happened—but they broke up, and then she got with uh, Matt. She got with uh, Axel Holt. But yeah, her and Daisy were like a thing for a while. You know, that's wonderful. Yeah. Anywho, uh, Gina Lies, do you have any more topics tonight? Do you guys remember um, the Sex Pistols? Of course. No. Oh, okay. The Sex Pistols were a punk band in the 1970s. Um, the lead singer, and I imagine the main guy, uh, Johnny Rotten, um, also his real name is John Lydon. He's a pussy now. Did you know that? I, I knew that, yeah. He likes butter. He's a fucking pussy now. Yeah, I've seen him. He so likes butter. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, you're, you're talking about John Lydon. Doesn't he show for, like, fucking butter now and shit? <laughs> I don't know. That's ridiculous. I have no idea. Yeah, he's like that. I have no idea. <laughs> yes, he's, he's quite... Well, they've got a picture of him here. And it looks like he's slimmed down from the... Like, he's still... He's still old now, right? Um, but anyway, Johnny Rotten accuses bandmates of trying to cash in on the Queen Elizabeth II's death. No, uh, um, uh, the, it looks like the article has been taken down or revised because there's an update from uh, Steve Jones and Paul Cook. They're the other two remaining uh, surviving members of the Sex Pistols. Um, so I guess John Lydon is upset with these guys because they're uh, you know, cashing in on, on the Queen's death and uh, they're all about anti-establishment, anti-Queen, and uh, you know, they... they had that song God Save the Queen in their version of it, which was very unflattering towards King uh, Queen. Uh, wait, what do you have to say on this? Um, I think it's just he's always like I don't know, he's a little bit like I think like Axel like bases him uh, some of his like rationalities, like the way he rationalizes things on like John Lydon. It's like this really real, real take where I just think like John Lydon's always doing this. Like the the press or you know the fans will like talk about the sex business and he always say it wasn't really like that. Just like he he think he doesn't really think that the uh, God Save the Queen is about like killing the Queen or anything like being horrible to the Queen or you know trying to kill her or destroy her or something. It's really, the song is really about like uh, this sort of like conformity, uh, you know, in British society where everybody kind of just follows along like a sheep. 
and the queen and the, the monarchy is kind of representative of that. So you can have people disagreeing on one side, you know, the left and the right, but then they, they always go, no, but the, you know, the monarchy is really great and the queen's really good. So he's, the song is really attacking, you know, people who are like sheep or, you know, this really conformist kind of trend. So that's, that's what this, and the anarchy isn't really about being an anarchist. It's more about hoping for like a change, you know, in, right. in the political, because the seventies wasn't really good for people. I don't think they really had an understanding of like pot, you know, like what the definition of a real anarchist was or the libertarian party or something like that, you know? Right. So it's just about, you know, wanting to change the hierarchy at the time. So they're just kind of like rabble rousing songs. And like, I think Steve Jones would just say, it's just a bit of a laugh. Uh, but Lydon always, his, his whole career, you know, in the media is basically correcting people about these kind of details, you know, so he can make a big thing about it. But I mean, they did kind of, Disney and uh, UMG did kind of cut him out of this like TV series, you know, that on Net, uh, Disney uh, called yeah. Pistol. They, they, again, they want to use yeah. the rights for the song to support to support something he doesn't really agree with. And he hears a bit of a pussy and he could just let it go and let them just do it. But he tends to just go on like Good Morning TV and then do his act, you know, the John Lydon act, you know, That's where right. everything is, everything's nonsense and, you know, they're despicable. And so it's sort of, that's his, I guess that's what he's done in his life. So he's, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. Because <laughs> he's the only one who really, I mean, he hasn't, the, my problem is though, is that he hasn't actually, he's never really explained it. By the way I just explained it about the, you know, the conformity. I don't think he's ever really said, I mean, I might be wrong, but he's never really explained God Save the Queen and Anarchy for the UK in those terms. He always just criticizes, you know, he just is like, contradicts what other people say. So he's always in the in the news. But he doesn't, he's kind of a hypocrite, because like Miser said, he did do that, I cannot believe, uh, you know, I can't believe it's not butter ad, you know? <laughs> so he never really, he's never really makes that much sense. Yeah, you know, he, he talks about uh, anarchy in the UK in the article, and, you know, he says, anarchy is a terrible idea, let's get that clear. I'm not an anarchist. And I'm amazed that there are websites out there, not org, anarchist sites, funded fully by the corporate head, and yet ranting on about being outside the shitstorm. It's preposterous. Anyway, so, yeah, so, so his the Queen Reese was criticized for being anti-monarchy and was even banned by the BBC radio station. Uh, I know, mean, they Jones. did. They did. They did protest. They did protest. I mean, they were the ones that, you know, on the jubilee when the the queen that just died, when she she was uh, the coronation of her, they were virtually the only people in the country who actually protested that the the queen existed. But he doesn't want to be linked to, you know, like this this chip shop owner, you know, or people saying on Twitter that they want they're glad the queen is dead, or you know, they want to kill the queen. You know, they're happy. He doesn't want to be connected to that because he thinks that that's not what that's not what the song's about. So you mentioned the chip shop. There is a, a chip shop in uh, Scotland, right? Um, yeah. Muir of in the Highlands. It was vandalized twice in 24 hours um, for the tasteless reaction to the Queen's passing. 
I think it's a, the, the signs um, you put up, though, did say the uh, Lizard Liz is dead. Lizard Liz is dead, yeah. London Bridge has fallen with a smiley face. And See, there are a lot of people who, even whatever they think politically or whatever, they just love the Queen. And, like, John Lydon or Johnny Rotten, he's, uh, he's not wrong. Like, 85% of people or 95% of people in the UK think they like the Queen. You know, and she does like, and, and the song says, you know, you know, God save the queen, uh, because tourists are money, which is true. She brings in like seven mil billion dollars a year, seven billion. And also, I mean, Leiden complains about like tax, you know, his taxes going to, I mean, obviously she's a pretend monarch. She's not really the queen. She doesn't, she can't just do whatever she wants. You know, it's a democracy first. And then she has like some powers to veto stuff. So it's all like a bit of a pretend for the tourist money, but they they also have land, which they 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 make 200, 200 million a year off this land, but they give that to the America uh, to the British people. So there's all these like contradictions where you know people are saying that you're just taking they just take our tax money, but really they actually give the British people more money. So there are like two two sides to it. Interesting, interesting. So, there's, uh, there's, uh, you know, with the queen dying, it's not so, it's not affecting so much for you guys down in the States, but, you know, up here in Canada, uh, the queen's on our money, right? And her face is on all our, well, some of our dollar bills, right? So, you know, apparently that has to change, right? And like, there's, there's companies, uh, Big companies around the world, Coca-Cola is one of them, that have the, uh, Johnny Walker is another one, that have the, the crown symbols, the queen's stamp of approval, basically, right? So it's any any product that is uh, served or delivered to uh, the residents, it gets this kind of seal of approval from the queen, right? And they're allowed to put this seal on their, their labeling and their marketing to profit option, right? So uh, there's a whole bunch of this, like hundreds of them, a couple of hundreds of them. And now, now that the queen has died, these companies have to rework their their labels, basically, to not have this symbol on anymore because it's not valid, right? So there's a lot of, it, it has its fingers in a lot of different industries that you can, right? Well, yeah, I think like ketchup, like uh, Heinz That's ketchup in the right. UK yeah. has, you know, and things like Marmite. But Charles, you know, King Charles III, the new king, he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to decide what he likes, what products well, he uh, he's a, He's a big fan of the uh, WEF, you know. Uh, well, oh, yeah. He's, well, yeah, yeah, he's a huge yeah. WEF. <laughs> I thought he meant wrestling. No, no, no. The World Economic Fund. He's a... World Economic Fund with Schwab. Yeah. There's... There, isn't there an early picture of uh, like from way the picture's in black and white? Does isn't it Prince Charles with uh, another man and Charles uh, Klaus Schwab um, standing there? I'm pretty sure that was floating around the internet. Yeah. Now another thing too, you because you I actually am big, big into this, and you were talking about the, your system over there. I don't you know not so much you in Canada, but you know the overall Commonwealth. There was a, a couple. There was a thing that came out a few months before she died. The queen that she actually had a lot more to do with um, influencing politics and people were kind of pissed off about it a few months before she died than she is known that she'd been that people know about like she was influencing elections and things like that 
I don't know if you know this, but every week um, the sovereign has a lunch with the an hour long lunch with the uh, prime minister, whoever the prime minister is at that time. And there's no notes taken of it. No recording made. Nothing is it's not put to record what's said. And every week when it's believed that she actually that the sovereign actually has a lot more say in what goes on than, you know, it appears on the surface. Because, I mean, what could be said well, in those meetings that they don't even take notes of it? You know what I mean? Well, they do. She does have final say on all the laws that are passed. Yeah, uh, everything that is done in the United Kingdom, including in Canada, technically is done in her name or now, well, Charles. Yeah, but she doesn't she doesn't have uh, like control of the Constitution. Well, what's funny is that you guys don't even have technically a constitution, or at least the British don't. I mean, the written constitution. Well, is this a Magna Carta or something? Yeah, just that, but not really. Yeah, but she doesn't have a version of it. It might not be called the constitution like it is in the United States, but every country, in the, uh, I would imagine, in the free world. I know Canada has its charter of rights, and uh, England has what, what you just said, the Magna Carta. Is it not what's called the, the U.S. has a constitution? They're, they're all essentially the same thing. I think it's called the Constitution in the UK because it was it was always brought up uh, uh, during Brexit, as in the reason why Brexit had to go through was because of the British Constitution. But they say that the British Constitution is really more traditions than it is a, a single written document. You have Magna Carta, you have the Bill of Rights of 1689, but there's not a singular document. It's more precedences, it's more traditions. Then it's like the Constitution in America is a written document. It's ironclad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't think people are aware of the UK's Constitution so much as they don't bring it up. But it because nothing ever really changes that much, you know, in a dramatic way. Uh, but you know, I do remember them. Constitutional was the word they were throwing around. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's a written document, but there must be. I think it's all like. It contained within books of law and stuff because when they wanted to uh, change the you know go back on brexit you just there's this legal like clause which just means that you can't you know and the queen can't override that so well i have a question is, for both of you as technically british subject i mean i don't know if you are still uh, wasted but i mean you were born there you said but what did you guys feel about brexit if you don't mind me asking <laughs> Oh, it's, just, it, it, it's a well, you know, it, it, fate, you can see why it happened. It's a bit like it's a very similar to to Trump, you know, mm. to some to some people, uh, to some people, it, it was, you know, basically like Trump supporters. They just wanted to get control back of their own country, you know, mm -hmm. and control of the borders like immigration. And then but then there's also. The people who are really pushing for it are like lawyers and uh, financial services who just don't want Brussels to be telling them what to do. You know, yeah, like I don't... The... Mm -hmm. so it's so there's a kind of they were, you know, like the Michael Caine quote was that he would he would rather he get taxed a lot. But, you know, even though he's an actor, he'd get taxed a lot. So he'd want like lower taxes. But he, but he said he'd rather be a, you know, a poor king than a rich slave. So there was a lot of this feeling is that they don't, people can't handle like the third level of government. You know, you've got your like local MP or government that you can talk to, and you've got the the country's government in London, in London. But people just can't get to grips with the fact that in the end, Brussels were deciding the laws, and well, a lot I of mean, people if you think about don't it, want anything bullshit. to do with that. 
why should another country be making laws for like that? That would be like saying like, oh, we should it's, have Canada. It's not a country. It's like EU. It's like Brussels. They're like a bureaucracy. They, right. That's no, no, their, I get that. I, their strength is, is the fact they don't need to be elected. Right. But I'm saying what I'm saying is that the whole idea, if you think about it, it's like ridiculous on its face because it's like imagine if there was a North American union and I don't know, like, Ameri you know, and you had the United All States. All right, boys. Canada. Guys, I, I really know that you and Lisa are highly intelligent and we can go back and forth on politics of unions and things of that nature. But I think we brought the subject to its end point. Uh, Wasted, did you have any other topics tonight that you were itching on? And no. Wasted, I thank you for giving us the hardest laugh I've probably have had maybe the entire time of the Fat Cast. Miser, I thank you for being on the Fat Cast this evening. GNR Liars, uh, is there anything you'd like to say uh, before we punch out? I, there is. And I've been wanting to say this for a couple weeks. So at the beginning of the show, those were Miser's words that I said. Um, in regards to the party. And these are my words about my I've been getting a lot of messages on Discord and a lot of mentions about Miser being on the Fatcast and how we have to get him off the Fatcast and how he shouldn't be on the Fatcast and how he's ruining the show of the Fatcast and how the show is shit now because Miser's back on the Fatcast. And I have to say something to all those people. Miser's not going anywhere. He's on the show. He's part of us. We enjoy him having we enjoy him on the show. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. That's not our problem. We feel that Miser brings something to the show and we like what he brings to the show. Miser's not going anywhere. So we have to stop talking about Miser and Miser being on a fat cast. Well Miser's not He's going here. anywhere pending that Miser hold on. Miser does have true, stipulations. True. Any creepy Zoomer shit, he's fucking got it. I don't give a fuck what your guys' opinion is. So he knows not to talk to fucking Zoomers, not to be talking to fucking kids on Discord. And overall, probably best for Miser to avoid Discord. But we will work with it. We will see if Miser can continue being a positive aspect on the show. And, Larry, I appreciate you saying your uh, your feelings. And, you know, you do have a voice in this. Waste, is there anything you want to say before we punch out? Uh, don't, let the, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Cigarette Doesn't help him to forget He's another shrek 